Good evening. Welcome to Evelyn's Real Time Podcast. I want to welcome those that have not been here before and encourage them to go through my first episode and my second one so you don't fall behind and feel what my podcast is all about. I hope everyone here tonight has had an awesome day, whether it's virtual Zooming or online schooling with your children or working from home, but at least not a chaotic day, Uh, but just a day of easy going. And because of that, I just want to let you know that we have to, in life, we have to free ourselves, and that includes me, from all the inner chaos. And we do that by meditation, and we meditate on God. We relax. We do this by relaxation and stillness, because what you create inside of yourself will manifest outside of yourself. Remember, what goes inside will come out. So create a sanctuary where you can live in peace, where you can relax your mind, where you can revive your spirit, and then you can renew your purpose because you do have greatness within you. And um, unless we don't um, we don't reenact these things, uh, we'll never be happy. So we have to have that inner peace. And like I said, in order to do that, we have to free ourselves from all the chaos. And we have to find a corner or a closet within our home or our space, whatever it is, to just kind of relax, become still. And just so we can be manifested um, within ourselves. So then the outside of us will also show that manifestation Okay, Um, today I also want to talk about, um, I've spoke to you guys um, in my prior podcast several things about hope, um, which was my second podcast. My first one was um, experiencing life and living inner peace. I want to just kind of give you a small testimony of uh, new near near life experiences that I have been through. And a lot of these things that I'm here to express to you is basically only to give encouragement for those that are going through inner battles or have been through situations with themselves or their family members or someone that they love. So let me just start that, you know, every day in life, we experience death every day. This is something that we cannot even think about avoiding because we're all going to go through this. You know, the death of dreams, the death of misconceptions, the death of illusions, the death of vibrancy and enthusiasm. Sometimes we're so enthusiastic and before we know it, we lose that enthusiasm. So there's death in all kinds of different angles. We lose, we also have the death of hope, the death of courage, 
God knows how many times we are encouraged and we feel strong. And then there's another day that we lose that. That is called the death of courage. The death of trust. How many times do we have trust in someone and before we know it, they do something to us and we lose the trust in them. That is called the death of trust. So more often than any of us has ever expect, um, you know, life stuns us with sudden wrenchings away of a loved one, let's just say. We are devastated by a diagnosis. Diagnosis. We have a conversation that begins with a chilling word, there's something I have to tell you. And how many of us, every time we hear those one, two, three, four, five words, there's something I have to tell you, you know, our heart starts pounding because we feel like, oh my God, this is not going to be something good. We feel as if life is over. Yeah, and we're right. Life as we knew it is over when we feel like that. It's not the same, especially with the, when those things really happen to us. Several times um, in my life, um, I took my life for granted. Once when my health was threatened. And death, in its way, comes as much as a surprise as birth. Remember, really. On my first unconsciousness, which is... uh, I spent um, through a coma years and years, years ago... Um, for a short period um, after experience, experiencing a devastating illness of leukemia. And I didn't mention a short brief mention of this in my first podcast, I think. But when I regained consciousness months later, I realized I was someone else. I died to myself. And a stronger and a wiser and a more passionate woman was resurrected in my place. You know, although this woman answered to my name, because she did, but, you know, she was profoundly different. She was so different that her DNA, what scientists describe as like, you know, a string of genetic molecules, the DNAs, but what I know it really as, my destiny, nature, and aspiration. That's what I call it. That changed. So DNA is like my new motto, destiny, nature, and aspiration. Um, It wasn't a genetic molecule. It was more of what I had changed into. And that was, like I said, my destiny, my nature, and my aspiration. Those were all new to me. So during the three months of recuperation, my senses were like totally all skewed up. You know, my eyesight was very, very blurry. And I was extremely sensitive to light so that the shades had to be pulled down, believe me, all the times in my room. Even um, seeing the different patterns of a quilt on a bed, you know, kind of disturbed my senses of equilibrium. So much that we had to turn over to the plain blue back, black, bleh, backing. 
I want to let you know that um, I told you in the beginning that I would have sometimes some speech difficulties and speech disabilities because of the stroke that I had and the brain aneurysm. When I kind of get into talking for a long time, it's like I get tongue-tied. So I want you guys to excuse me for this and I apologize for this. But again, like I said, this is real talk with Evelyn. So I hope you understand. Um, So getting back to it, um, at that time, I couldn't even listen to music because, you know, it made me dizzy. Nor could I carry on like a telephone conversation because without visual clues, such as reading lips, that was visual clues for me. I could not process the sounds of coming through my ears and rearrange them into like a meaningful pattern in my brain to identify what someone was, you know, trying to say to me. So the illness threatened to deny me the consolation of my keenest companion, which were my close companion. And this is not the first time, you know, this happened to me because even after my stroke, I kind of went through something similar to this. You know, um, it tried to threaten to deny me of being close to my companions because I felt my disability would get in the way. Um, the written and spoken words, not to mention my livelihood. But guess what? Never ever was my faith in God and hope diminished. Never. So for a long time, I was unable to read with comprehension or speak articulately, which is sometimes that happens to me, you know, frequently now due to the stroke. But because I have faith in God and hope, I just press on and I keep going. Sometimes I find myself that when I'm doing this podcast, I kind of get caught up in the same situation and I almost want to feel like I need to back out because okay Evelyn you're not doing this right you know you are stumbling against your words you're falling into a situation where you're not being articulate or something to that effect but you know what I keep going I keep pressing forward because that's not going to bother me and if it does bother anybody all they can do is just stop the podcast and move on their way so like I said I am here to be transparent to be real and for those out there that are probably going through something similar and in that situation so they can feel and have hope within themselves so Back to my story, these unsettling side effects, they lasted for quite a while. My goodness, they sure did. They were dark for months. They were both emotionally and physically dark. I lost track of time, my sense of rhythm, just my identity. And that was if I wasn't a wife or a mother and a writer who I was, and then my feeling of safety, all that, I just kind of lost it for a while. So my isolation was very acute. It was as if I was imprisoned in my own body. Kind of like sometimes how we feel now, we're kind of locked in. We're not 
allowed to, you know, roam the street. We're supposed to have this social distancing and we feel kind of imprisoned in our own body, in our own home, sentenced to this solitary confinement for an unspecified duration with no chance of a good time off for good behavior. (laughs) Laugh out loud. But, you know, and we're kind of going through something similar to that. But I was feeling like that really bad. I wasn't dead. I wasn't alive. I was just like suspended in a near life experience. And that's how I was feeling at that time. But wait, you know, there was something strong within me. And it used to cry out all the time. It was like the cry of my Lord. I knew faith in God and hope, but I was not exercising it. So this newfound DNA in me, which I call destiny, nature, and aspiration, it became to expose itself. I was like resurrected to a new life. And I needed to take that new role and learn to exercise it, you know, because the trial of, you know, our faith, is more precious than of gold that is perished. And it's tough to be tried with fire, but it could be found in praise and honor and glory of God. And that's one of the scriptures in the Bible that, you know, it states in 1 Peter 1.7. And it talks about that. So when we think of surviving, you know, the immediate connection we make is, guess what? Money, which is what's thriving this world right now. Money. They're like, oh my God, people wake up right away. They probably pick up their phone to look at their bank account just to see if they got their stimulus check, just to see if they got their unemployment, just to see if they were approved for the SBA loan. And the world, that's all they thrive on nowadays. Not just nowadays, but most of the time. But trust me, You can have a million dollars in your bank. But if your first conscious thought on waking is how to make it through another day, or whether you really want to, then my friend, I hate to tell you, you're existing at a survival level. We we really are. Because if that's the first thing, that we have lost faith, we have lost hope and belief. Because money is not the essence of everything. Like I told you, we can have a million dollar in the bank. That does not bring you happiness. It can pay for the bills, but guess what? If you don't have happiness, none of that matters. So we all desperately want to believe that money makes all the difference. But when your heart is broken, when it's broken, it doesn't matter Whether the pillow you sob into is cotton or it's silk damask, believe me. When you lose a loved one, it doesn't matter if money is there. What is there? If you have all the family, the friends in the world that you have, all the likes on Facebook, all the likes on social media, none of that matters anymore. Because the only thing that matters in reality is love. And like I said, when your heart is broken, nothing matters anymore. So we need to be strong because, you know, 
the scar tissues that we have inside, they need to be built up. They need to be strengthened up because only the strong survive. And in Christ, our Lord, that's the only way we're going to survive. So we always have to keep him at the forefront of our day. So I just want you to know that through everything that we go through on our daily basis, we have to have no regrets. We have to let go of fear, guilt, but just have wisdom, love, and understanding. Because the beauty of life is where we cannot undo what's done. While we can't do it because it's done, we can see it, we can understand it, we can learn from it, and we can change. So that every new moment is spent, not in regret, not in guilt, not in fear, not in anger, but in wisdom, understanding, and most of all, love. Love. Just remember that. Because no matter how many mistakes you make or how slow you progress, you're still way ahead of everyone who isn't trying to remember. It doesn't matter how slow you progress as long as you don't quit. Because as long as you don't quit, you're still ahead of the game. Always, always remember that. Life is short, so we have to make each day count because we're here today and we're gone tomorrow. And there's no turning back on that. There's really no turning back in that. And most of us know that. So, you know, let's just try to keep a positive outlook on things and know that because choices and consequences, they do come in package deals. When we make a choice, we have to ignite the consequences that come along with it. And we have to be aware of what we do and what we say because it can't go back. We can't take it back. And um, let's never miss the assignment um, that comes along because you get caught in the rush of endless demands, you know. So if you have an assignment, don't miss your assignment because, you know, your assignment to love, to to reach out to someone, to call somebody, to be there for someone. But we get caught in this rush on a constant basis. And due to the endless demand, demands, we get lost. We get lost. So always remember... Do not confuse the command to love with the disease to please. We have to be able to love someone, not to please them, because that means when you're pleasing them, you're actually not doing that from the bottom of your heart. You're not enjoying what you're doing. It's almost like, uh, I have to do this because it's what they expect from me. So don't confuse the command to love because that is the command from God. We should love our neighbors. We should love 
those who can do for us. We should be there for those because that is love. If everyone loved each other, do you think that we would be going through what we'd be going through? I don't think so. So I believe the best is yet to come. And let's just stay put. And um, again, like no matter how many mistakes you make or how slow you progress, remember, like I just said, you're still way ahead of everyone who isn't trying to because you are in the driver's seat. You know, difficulties, they arise in the lives of all of us. My goodness, every day of our lives, we have difficulties. But what is most important is dealing with the hard times, coping with the changes, adapting with the changes and getting through the other side where the sun is still shining just for you. Because it takes a strong person to deal with tough times and difficult choices. But we are all strong people. And we have to say that because it does take courage. You know, you have to, you possess an inner courage to see yourself through it. It takes being an active participant in your life. But always remember, you are in the driver's seat. You can determine the direction you want to go in. So just hang in there. Because God knows I've had to also, believe me, I've had to hang in there many times. Take care to see that you don't lose the sight of the one thing that is constant, the one thing that is beautiful, the one thing that is true, the one thing that everything will be fine and it will turn out that way because of the special kind of person you are. So beginning today and lasting a lifetime through, hang in there and don't be afraid to feel like the morning sun is shining on you and it's just for you and always believe that God's got your back as long as you lean on him he has got your back and he will not let you fall but you guys have a great evening and press on forward just keep on pressing forward and let the morning sun keep shining on you all through the day until the evening dusk. Love you all and have a pleasant, pleasant evening. Bye-bye.